Hi everyone, Caitlin Rose Kenny here. I am recording in Loreto, Mexico right now. I have been lucky enough to be staying with a friend down here um, in the Baja and it's truly a vacation. <laughs> um, so I hopefully sound refreshed and more creative since I have been able to be in this environment and I will share with you what type of a practice you're about to get into. And the practice that I've put together um, for this episode is one that came out of necessity and uh, exploration for me, um, working with some tension patterns um, that were resulting in some discomfort and irritation in my sacrum, and I also carry a ton of tension in my neck. So this particular sequence did an amazing job at releasing the tension that I was feeling in my sacrum and low back, which turned out um, what was really therapeutic for it was psoas release and also inner thigh stretching. And when I kind of think about that, it makes sense that um, from where I'm coming from with travel and um, a few days where I had to sit a lot, that my kind of way of sitting, especially when traveling or being in um, unusual circumstances, like one day I was out on the boat for a while, um, is that there's a tightening, a little bit of kind of like holding things together as everything bumps around and as I navigate, um, you know, getting from one place to the next place um, via planes and cars and all of the things. Um, so it makes sense that these areas got really locked down from crossing my legs and sitting in those really uncomfortable seats and positions. And this practice was really beneficial for me. I hope you find it to be the same. Um, I would not call this a vinyasa yoga practice. There is actually zero um, vinyasas or chaturangas in the practice. And even if that um, feels like unfamiliar territory to you, I highly encourage you to do this practice. I'm realizing more and more that the yoga practice must be diversified in order for me to receive the most benefit from it, that repetitious movements um, are really only holding me back and limiting me um, from my absolute widest range of motion and also really truly just the maintenance of the mobility in my body. There's a lot of different directions we can move in and unfortunately the more familiar we get with something, and this is very true for yoga, the more likely we are um, to be really limiting our ranges of motions. We might get really good at certain ranges of motions and be totally missing other ones. And then the other risk that we run is that through doing the same motions over and over again, we increase our chance for repetitive movement injury while also losing opportunities to either strengthen or release parts of the body that really desperately need that attention. So in this practice, um, I think just go in with an open mind. It's going to be um, inner thigh work, psoas work, um, some inner hip work, some outer hip work sneaks in there, and um, a gentle movement of the spine and the neck to help those areas soften as well. I hope you enjoy this practice and I look forward to tuning in with you again soon. Remember that you can always give me your feedback um, or ask questions or make requests by contacting me kaitlinrosekenny at gmail.com. kaitlinrosekenny.com is my website if you want to learn more about my yoga teacher trainings, my workshops, retreats, special events, and public classes in Colorado. 
and also just get in touch via Instagram at Caitlin Rose Kenny. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful practice. Today we'll begin standing on the mat. You can face the long side of your mat. So when you take your feet wide, you have plenty of mat to stand on. With your feet wide and your toes slightly turned out, bend your knees and pull your hands in front of your heart coming into a temple pose. As you arrive in temple pose, shift your hips a little bit side to side. And in these first few breaths and entering the practice, you're welcome to slide your hands down your thighs, deepen your breathing, take some gentle stretches or shifting. And now we'll begin to warm up the spine while staying in temple pose. Taking a cat-cow spine here, we'll begin with cow spine. On your inhale, open up your arms to a cactus shape, wide to the sides. Flare your sitting bones behind you, open your chest and look up towards the sky. On your exhale, come into a cat spine, pull your belly button back. Ring your hands forward as if your arms were going to wrap around a huge tree trunk. Tuck your chin and tuck your tail. Inhale, reopen up into cow spine. Open your belly button, open your chest, widen your elbows. And exhale, slowly contract and pull inwards. Belly button back, tail curling under, chin to chest. A few more times. Inhale, radiate open through the front body. Your arms can get creative here. Exhale, your cat spine, pull your belly button back. And one more time, inhale, massaging the spine, feeling each of the vertebra shift. And exhale, pulling inwards, rounding your back, stretching the back of your heart and then release by straightening your legs and reach your hands up to the sky, a five-pointed star. From here, turn your toes forward so the outer edges of your feet are parallel to the short sides of your mat, and interlace your hands behind your back. Reach down through your knuckles and then up through your arms. Squeeze your shoulder blades together. Lift your chin up. You can wrap the upper shoulder blades even closer and then take this chest expansion into a wide leg forward fold, Prasarita Padottanasana, pouring forwards, lift your arms off of your back. Now that you're in your forward fold, take at least three deep breaths. Notice how gravity wants your shoulders to collapse into your ears, and instead, let your shoulders chase your knuckles and your knuckles are reaching infinitely out as if they could touch something just beyond them. Take one more full breath here. Keep your legs strong by pushing your feet into the ground. Now soften your elbows and release your hands down to the ground. Take a halfway lift so your spine is longer and flatter. Pause here and push the four corners of your feet down. You're going to keep the soles of your feet pressing into the mat as you take this side lunge. Begin to lunge into your left knee. You can walk your hands over as your hips shift. Make sure the sole of your right foot is still on the ground. Push through the four corners of both feet. And then inhale, walk yourself through the center and start to lunge into your right knee. 
with the soles of your feet on the ground, your hips might be a little bit higher. That's totally fine. Inhale through center, lunge into your left knee. Pull your heart forwards as you press your hips a little bit lower. Inhale through center. And last time over to the right, lunge into your right knee. Keep sealing the pinky side of your left foot to the ground. Inhale, come up through the center. And with your hands walking along the ground, turn over to the left and make a lunge facing the left top edge of your mat. In this lunge, slowly set your back knee down. You can keep your toes curled under for now. We're just taking a simple low lunge, back knee down, fingers on the ground. Your gaze can be on the ground so your head and neck are fairly relaxed and neutral. Focus on easing slowly deeper into the lunge, letting your hips release forwards and downwards. This low lunge is something I've recognized as a blind spot in my practice. This pose is so helpful in releasing the psoas and the hip flexors. You can feel that down the front of your right hip and right thigh right now. Notice if there's an antsiness, an urge to move or contract or go deeper into the pose and see if you can just soften your way slowly into the posture. Stay here and simply untuck your right toes so the top of your foot is now more flat to the mat and continue to release your hips forwards and downwards as you lunge into your left knee. A little drag of your heart forwards and your hips should follow this direction. It's as if your yoga pants or the skin of your right thigh were going to get dragged down over your right kneecap. Your last breath here in low lunge. From here, you're going to move into a regular lunge, lift your back knee up and fire your back leg, make it straight and strong. There's a bit of a conversation happening as your right thigh presses up towards the sky, but your hips continue to press low, committed to the depth of the lunge. From here, you'll come into asymmetrical arms, start to reach your right arm forwards, your right arm an extension of your back leg and your side body, and reach your left arm backwards. So now your torso is hovering over your left thigh. Stay here for a few breaths. Push your feet down and try to lift out of your joints. So you lift out of your ankle, out of your front knee, and even out of your hips. A little hug of your inner thighs as you pull the left hip back. Notice if you're resting on your left thigh or crunching your left hip crease and lift a little bit out of that space. More or less, your torso is parallel to the ground. It might be at a slight diagonal lifted here. Take one more deep breath. Then release your hands to the ground and walk your hands along the ground as you turn your feet to the right, facing the long side of your mat. And take Prasarita for a few breaths. You can slide your hands down the outer edges of your legs, wrap them around your ankles, or maybe sneak your fingers underneath your heels. Drop your head so there's a gentle curve in your upper back and take one more deep breath here. Now we head to do this sequence on the right leg. So turn over your right shoulder, walking your hands along the ground until you find a low lunge facing the other short edge of your mat. 
Keep your fingers on the ground and set your back knee down. Keep it simple. Your back toes are still curled under for a little while here, opening up through the sole of the foot. The back toes being curled under also brings in a little bit more alignment for you. It rolls your left thigh inwards so that your hips remain more square and you gently release your hips forwards and downwards to feel the opening of the hip flexors across your left side. And then deeper inside of your body, your psoas muscle, which connects your left femur bone to your low back, it scoops underneath all of your internal organs. That long and important muscle starts to stretch open. Untuck your back toes so the back of your foot is flat. Get a little drag to your heart forwards as if your heart was going to pull through your arms. Feel your hips reaching in the same direction as your heart and the skin or your yoga pants of your left thigh being shifted and pulled downwards over your knee. There's a feeling of traction here as your left leg gets pulled backwards and your pelvis gets pulled a little bit forwards away from its femur. From here, you come into a more active lunge. Curl the back toes and lift your back knee off of the ground. Ground your feet, feel the muscles of your legs wrapping onto the bones and hug your right hip back and in. Square your left hip forwards. Once you feel your muscular strength and steadiness, you take asymmetrical arms with your left arm reaching forwards alongside your ear and your right hand reaching backwards, your right arm along your right side and hip. You do feel somewhat parallel to the ground here in your hips and your torso, although there might be a slight diagonal lifting upwards with your chest and your head as you make sure to lift out of your right hip crease. Continue to ground your feet, hug your inner thighs, and stretch your body. Try to stretch your left leg backwards and your left arm forwards. Keep reaching and take one more breath. Release your fingers down to the ground and turn to the left, finding Prasarita one more time. Drop your head and this time walk your hands backwards so that the heels of your hands are in the same line as your actual heels and your fingers are pointing in the same direction as your toes. Spread your fingers. Some of you might be able to bring your elbows to a 90 degree bend as you flatten the heels of your hands down to the ground. Make chaturanga arms as you wrap your elbows in and engage your serratus. Let your head hang downwards. If your head is touching the ground, it should be a light touch. If it's a heavy touch, you may need to wiggle your feet a little closer so that it's just barely in contact with the ground. If your head is hanging in midair, that's perfect. You don't need to do anything else. From Prasarita, we are now going to come into Mandukasana. This is a really deep stretch for your inner thigh, inner hip, inner groin space. So listen to my cues carefully here. You want to walk your hands forwards out in front of the mat. You're still facing that long side of your mat. Slowly drop your inner knees down to the mat. And if you know you need padding for your inner knees, you may need to back out, get a blanket across the mat or double fold your mat so you've got double padding. Once your inner knees are touching down on the ground, flare your feet out to the side so your ankles are flexed and your toes are pointing out to the short edges of the mat. Make relatively 90 degree angles in your knees and your ankles as you settle your hips a little bit down towards the ground so you can start to bring your forearms down onto the ground. 
Now that you've got your legs in frog, gently guide your hips backwards as if they were going to flow back to the space between your heels. This movement or flow of your hips backwards is so subtle. It might not be visible. You just easing your hips backwards strongly increases the sensation here. If you need a little bit of relief, move your chest and your hips slightly forward. Stay in this frog pose. We're going to be here for at least five more deep breaths, just noticing how we can soften across the inner thighs. There's oftentimes a lot of resistance in this direction, a hugging of the inner legs or a clenching of the inner legs that's completely subconscious. Things like crossing our legs can create that patterning. Listen to my cues carefully. We want to move slowly and consciously out of this one. Step up to your hands and start to walk your hands forwards. Your elbows can be straight. And then you'll curl your toes underneath you so that you can start to raise your sit bones to the sky and move your knees towards straight. Begin to drop your heels as you walk your hands back. You're finding your way back into Prasarita. Now don't feel the need to walk and adjust your stance on the mat. Instead, just keep it simple. You went from frog pose into prasarita. It doesn't matter where you're standing. Just give your body a few breaths to acclimate to this wide leg forward fold after the deep stretching of your inner thighs and hips. Now that you've acclimated for a few breaths, if you need to rearrange yourself on the middle of your mat, please go for it. On your inhale, take a halfway lift and take a quarter turn to your left. So you're taking a lunge facing the left short edge of your mat. This time you'll keep your back knee lifted for a high lunge, but micro bend your back knees and then walk your hands up to your left thigh, raising your chest and your head. From here, make some self adjustments. Put your left thumb in your left hip crease and your right thumb in the crease between your buttocks and your hamstrings, that crease at the back of your right thigh. Bring your right hip forwards and your left hip down and back. Square off your pelvis. Super important, lift your low belly up, which dials your tailbone downwards and feel the opening across your right hip flexors. Now that you've dropped your tailbone, you can start to reach your right hand up to the sky. Use your left thumb, anchor the left hip crease down, hug your sitting bones together. Once you feel like you've got the left hip really engaged, you can reach your left fingers down to the ground, so your arms just along your side, your palm next to your hip. Left fingers reaching down, right hand reaching up towards the sky. Back knee is still a little bit bent. Keep lifting the low belly and find refinement here. Calm your ribs, let your lowest ribs drop down and then back. If you happen to want more sensation, you can slowly start to straighten your back knee, but try to keep your low belly lifted, the front of your hips level. Take one more breath here. From here, you're reaching into a high lunge twist. You can put your left thumb in the left hip crease again. Reach your right arm forwards and stretch your chest forwards. Hover out over your left thigh, then place your right elbow outside of your left knee. Start to bring the palms together as you revolve into a twist here in the lunge. 
You can keep your back knee lifted. This gives you a lot more muscular strength and challenges your balance. If you're looking for a more grounded pose today, set the back knee down, low lunge twist. From here, you're going to think about squeezing your ankles in towards your midline and widen your left knee a little bit. Feel it press into your right elbow. That will help you turn the corner of the twist for your last breath. Keep the ball of your left foot grounding. Now look down, bring your hands down and release your back knee to the ground. Release your hips back into a half splits or Ardha Hanumanasana shape. You could balance the right hip over the right knee. You might enjoy sitting all the way back on your right heel, just as long as your right knee joint is okay with that complete closure. And then make sure your left foot is entirely flexed, all five toes pulled back, push out through your left heel so you're getting deep into your calf muscle as well as your hamstring. Anybody that needs a little bit of relief for the hamstring and lengthen the low back, micro bend your left knee. Then you can hold on to your foot, depending on the variation you're in, and bow down over your leg. Some of you might be able to bring your forehead down towards your knee or your shin. Take one more breath here in your half splits pose. Now begin to look forwards and crawl forwards back into your lunge. You can lift your back knee up. Take a quarter turn to the right, transitioning through the center and all the way over to the other side for your lunge. So now your right knee is forward, you're facing the short edge of your mat in a lunge. Working your way towards high lunge, bend your back knee a little bit, it's still hovering off of the ground. Walk your hands up onto your right thigh. Slowly tip your pelvis upwards, so the low belly lifts, the frontal hip bones start to lift, your tailbone drops down. Hook your right thumb around your right hip crease and draw your right hip down and in. Take your left thumb, put it around the crease between your left buttocks and hamstring, and you can pull a little bit forwards with your left hand, squaring the left hip forwards, encouraging an inner rotation of your left thigh here in high lunge. Continue to keep your low belly lifting, start to reach your left hand up to the sky. So as your left arm elongates upwards, you can feel a lift of your rib cage up and out of your waistline, drawing your ribs away from your hips. If you happen to want more sensation, you can slowly start to straighten your back knee, but try to keep your low belly lifted, the front of your hips level. Take one more breath here. Starting to go into more of a flying lunge shape, reach your left arm forwards, your chest leans forwards to hover out over the right thigh. Your right thumb can find the hip crease again and place your left elbow outside of your right thigh, moving into your lunge twist. Option to set your back knee down or keep it lifted. If you're keeping it lifted, the back leg has a lot of um, energy in it. The left thigh is pressing up towards the sky. Keep grounding your feet and squaring your hips. Turn over your right shoulder, twisting to the right. Lift your belly up and over your right thigh. Now as you ground your feet and hug your ankles in, a little widening of your kneecaps. They don't move a whole lot, but as you widen your right knee, it gives you a little bit more engagement in your outer right hip and you can turn into a deeper twist. Look down and bring your hands down 
and start to move your hips back into half splits Ardha Hanumanasana. Your choice of whether your left hip is stacked over your left knee as you slide the right foot forwards and flex your toes, or you might sit all the way back on your left heel and again, flex your right foot, push out through the heel, pull your toes back, get into the length of your calf muscle as well as the length of your hamstrings. Perhaps you bow your head down, letting the upper back round and widen, getting a little bit of spaciousness for the back of your lungs. If this shape is a little more restricted for you, then keep your heart pulling forwards and your sacrum drawing in and up, encouraging a length through the low back. Enjoy your last breath here. And begin to look forwards and crawl forwards back into a lunge. Turn over your left shoulder so that you're facing the long side of your mat. And this time you'll take Skandasana, turn your toes outwards and begin to lunge over into your left knee. As you lower the hips, start to flex your right toes up towards the sky. Try to keep your left heel on the ground. So this is essentially half of a malasana squat in your left leg. And then left fingers on the ground, reach your right hand up to the sky and really stretch open your chest, reach your wings wide. Moving into half or full bind here, start by turning your right palm back, bring the back of your hand to the outer left hip and you can press your hand into your hip and get a little bit more twist of your heart up towards the sun. If you want to go for full bind, you'll roll your left shoulder forwards as the left palm points backwards. You wrap your arm around your left leg and you can squeeze your left leg, press your left arm back into your inner knee and thigh, roll your chest upwards. Start to unravel your bound arms, fingers to the ground as you make the transition to lunge over into your right knee, skandasana on the other side. Flex your left toes up towards the sky, and then anchor your right arm inside of your right leg, fingertips to the ground, yawn your left arm up to the sky. Take a breath here, just really taking up space and reaching through your fingers. Then come into the half bind, turn your left palm back, bring the back of your hand to the outer right hip area, for full binds, roll your right shoulder forwards, your right palm back, wrap your arm around your right leg, and then see if your fingers can come close together to meet your left hand. Press your right arm back into your right leg. That will give you a little bit more emphasis on opening your chest and twisting upwards towards the sky. Slowly unravel your bound arms and bring your fingers back to the ground Shift back through Prasarita. You can take a moment in your forward fold. Take your halfway lift, walking your hands along the ground, turn to the left, find a lunge facing the short left side of your mat. This time, lizard lunge with a thigh stretch. Set your back knee down and wiggle your left foot wide over to the left side of the mat. Your toes will literally be hanging off the side of the mat. From here, bend your back knee, and for some people, simply bending the back knee and easing the hips forwards and downwards is plenty. If you would like to capture your foot, reach your left hand back, grab a hold of your right foot, 
And then let's keep it simple. I know there are variations where you move a lot in this posture. I'd like for you to just gently deepen into the shape. Once you're holding your foot, you can gaze down at the top of your mat. And over time, you're just going to release your hips forward. So the front of your right hip and your right thigh open up. If possible, instead of resting on the right kneecap, you want to shift your hips forwards and rest on more of the muscle that's right above your right knee, the bottom of the right thigh. Really small adjustments can be made where you shift your hips slightly or rotate your back leg slightly so you feel different parts of your quadriceps opening. If you feel your thigh softening in this shape, you can gently pull your heel in towards your glute. Just use your left hand to squeeze the heel in a little bit closer. You're on your last breath here in the thigh stretch. And begin to release your foot and carefully wiggle your left foot back between your hands. Curl back toes, lift back knee, pause. Just feel your muscular strength, a little hug of your inner thighs. And then you're going to spin over your right shoulder, not only to the long side of the mat, just keep going and face the other side of your mat, finding a lizard lunge at the back of your mat. Set your back knee down, wiggle your right foot wide to the right side of the mat, toes hanging off the edge. You can step your left palm a little bit forwards and lean into that hand and arm as you look over your right shoulder, bend your left knee and capture your right foot. Of course, you can take the variation I mentioned before, which is you don't even have to hold your back foot. You just bend the back knee, lean the hips forwards. In either situation, you're easing in super slow, letting the hips release forwards and downwards. Get a little lift of the low belly as if your tailbone wanted to drop and then that dragging sensation, your heart pulling a little forwards, your hips easing forwards. And all of these cues I'm using are really super small, subtle shifts in your body. So you don't need to be making these drastic or abrupt moves, just ever so slowly opening across your left thigh. As you get into the last few breaths here, if you want to deepen in, you can again lean the hips forwards more or use your right hand and just squeeze the left heel in a little bit closer to your buttocks. Last full breath. And begin to release the hold on your foot hands to the ground, wiggle your right foot between your hands, curl back toes, lift back knee, pause in your lunge, hug your inner thighs, right hip back, left hip forwards. Then turn a quarter turn to your left so you're once again facing the long edge of your mat. You're now going to get into a super wide knee child's pose and we go through frog mandukasana to get there. So just like frog last time, walk your palms forwards a bit until you can slowly lower your inner knees to the ground. Once your inner knees are touching the ground, bring your big toes to touch behind you and then move your hips backwards for a super wide knee child's pose. You can then stack your forearms, rest your head on your forearms or find a position of ease. You're gonna be here for several breaths.
See if you can take a few deep breaths, encouraging your inner thighs and inner groins to release. Gravity does a lot of the work here for you. Listen to these cues very carefully. Where you're going to end up is in Virasana, sitting on your heels. It is important that you take slow steps to get there rather than squeezing or sliding or making an abrupt change. Step up to your hands. You can push your hands against the ground and then lift one knee, move it in a little bit, set it down. Then lift the other knee, move it in a little bit, set it down. And like you're taking baby steps, walking your knees together, you'll eventually walk your knees all the way to touch and then sit back on your feet, on your heels. Again, if you have any scar tissue in your knees or just need to take care of them a little bit more, put blankets or blocks between your heels and your hips so there's a little bit of spaciousness. Sit on your feet or on your prop with the crown of your head lifted, and then fold your hands together onto your thighs. So you'll place your left hand on the bottom, palm up. Your right hand fits nicely in the left palm, your right palm also up, and your thumbs touch. So palms up, hands stacked, thumbs touching. You can close your eyes and just feel your tall spine here, your breath gently moving up and down from your tailbone all the way out your nostrils. In the yin world, we call this rock pose, and there are a few other ways to deepen into the shape to further stretch the top of your ankle. So if you already feel an ankle foot stretch, then you are fine, stay here. If you want to deepen the stretch across your top of ankle and shin, you can lean your hands backwards, place your hands on the ground, and then just one knee at a time, lift one knee up, and you'll feel how you're stretching deeper into your ankle, in your foot, in your shin. You can lift and lower a few times, trying a few different angles. Try the other side. If you're lucky, sometimes you pop a joint in your toes or in your ankle or foot here. And then once you feel fairly balanced, you've stretched both sides equally, you can bring your knees back down to the ground. And I'd like for you to find a comfortable seat because we're going to do some neck stretching. For me, it felt good to just sit here on my heels, although I might have wanted a thin blanket behind my knees or underneath my sitting bones, just to give my knees a little bit of relief. If you're sitting on a block, amazing. If you need to switch to a cross-leg position, that is also going to work. Once you find your comfortable seat, interlace your hands behind your back. And then anchor your hands and wrists over around your left hip. Now begin to drop left ear towards left shoulder and open up the right side of your neck. I'd recommend that you either close your eyes or bring your eyelids down about halfway. Relax your eyes as much as possible as you do this neck release. Left ear dropping towards left shoulder. Let your right shoulder slide down from the side of your neck. You're going to have a good amount of time here and I'd like for you to gently and slowly experiment 
with letting your head lean in different directions. You don't need to be with my cues here. Take as much time wherever it feels important to take time. If you gently lean your head backwards, you'll open up the fascia more on the front side of your neck. If you start to roll your chin downwards, you can let your posture get slouchy and work with the back right side of the neck. We have many more breaths here. Try to slacken your jaw. And move very slowly. To make the inevitable transition to the other side, I'd like for you to roll your chin and your nose down. And as your chin starts to drop more and more towards your chest, let your posture get slouchy, your shoulders roll forwards, Relax your hands down your back as they release, chin on chest, back of the neck releasing. And then so slowly uncurl and begin to lift your head back up. Interlace your fingers, hopefully the other index finger crossed on top and take your hands and hook them over the back of the right outer hip area. Once your hands are hooked, they're hooked. You don't need to think about them much more. Start to drop right ear down towards right shoulder, opening down the left side of your neck. Relax your brow. Try to soften your eyeballs backwards into the skull. Find a gentle ujjayi breath. That soothing breath can help you soften and open up through your neck. And ever so slowly, you're exploring different angles, maybe tilting the head back or down. You don't need to be rigid in your shoulders or your spine. You don't need to keep proper posture. You can trust your intuition and let small shifts happen in your torso that help you with the process of releasing your neck. Relax your tongue. Notice if it's been pressing to the roof of your mouth and drop it down. And that really slow transition of dropping your chin to your chest eventually. Your hands now sliding down towards your tailbone, your posture slouch. We're going to stay here with the chin dropped to the chest and release the back of the neck a little bit more. Let your belly button draw backwards and your spine goes more into that cat rounding, your tail curling under, your shoulders rounding forwards. If you want a little bit more stretch on the back of the neck, try not to pull. Just put your hands lightly on the back of your head. The weight of your hands and your arms increasing the opening through the back of your neck. And then releasing out of this is so slow. You're going to bring your hands now to the front. You can cover your eyes and have your fingers on your forehead and physically feel the weight of your head in your hands. 
From your low belly, you'll start to feel a lift and rise as you upright the spine ever so slowly, and you'll use your hands to push your head back up so that your neck doesn't need to jump into a tension or a holding pattern. And once your head is upright, you can take a deep breath in and an open mouth exhale. and come into a wide-footed downward dog. So walk your hands forwards through a tabletop, curl your toes under, step your feet as wide as the mat, start with your knees bent after having been compressed in virasana or rock pose for so long. This opening of your knees will start to bring an infusion of blood flow across the legs and feet. So your feet are as wide as the mat, your knees are bent, this down dog, really push your hands into the ground as if you were going to shove your mat forwards and push your chest back towards your thighs. Ever so slowly, you could move the legs a bit straighter, feeling the opening in the back of your knees, the shifts and the changes in your legs. Last full breath in down dog. Your sit bones reach up and back as the crown of your head naturally reaches down to the space between your thumbs. And then lightly set your knees back down on the ground and shift into a seated position. You're moving into a yin style butterfly pose. So once you get onto your seat, bring the soles of your feet together, butterfly your knees open. For this yin butterfly, move your feet forwards. You should see a really big diamond shape in your legs. If your joints need support, use blanket wedges or block wedges underneath the knees and thighs. If sitting upright is the perfect place for you to be in, then stay upright. If you'd like to come to a forward fold, you can start to drop your head downwards, walk your hands forwards, and let the upper back round. Find a comfortable and relaxed position. Resist the urge to push or to pull your way into the posture. Instead, relax your hands and your arms. Slowly but surely, let go more and more through the back of your neck. And as we stay in this shape for a couple of minutes, these first few breaths are moving you through your muscular tension and patterning. And then as the muscles soften up, they kind of get the idea pretty quickly. You then move into these deeper, more stubborn layers, the layers of ligaments, tendons, and fascia. And trust that gravity is actually the perfect amount of pressure. It's creating the perfect amount of pull into this shape. Last deep breath here.
and very slowly uncurl your upper body when your head gets lifted take a deep breath in and an open mouth exhale and then organize your legs into a cross leg position a seated position that's comfortable we're going to do a little bit of breath work um, three rounds of nadi shodhana which is the alternate nostril breathing if it's helpful for your body to be sitting up on a prop like a bolster or a block then go ahead and set up that way so nadi shodhana if you've never done it is a breath that alternates nostrils we'll begin by breathing in through the left and then out through the right and then in through the right and out through the left that's considered one round I'll give you these cues as we go along so if this is your first time doing it just kind of try it out see how it goes it will definitely get smoother and more clear with a few rounds of practice which you can get to later so take your dominant hand and you're going to use your thumb and your ring finger to close one of your nostrils at a time and then your index and your middle finger can either curl, some people do that, they just curl in and they don't really touch anything, or they can lightly rest on your third eye, which is how I do it. So take your dominant hand up towards your nose. You can rest your index finger and your middle finger on the third eye. Your ring finger and your thumb can lightly brush the sides of your nostrils, just knowing where they are. And then take an exhale, empty out your lungs. Close your right nostril and then take a slow, smooth inhale through your left. When you're full, close the left, open the right, and gently exhale down and out the right. Then inhale through your right. Close the right, open your left, exhale left. My cues are not the right pace for you. Go at your own pace. Inhale left. Close the left. Open the right. Exhale right. Inhale right. Close the right. Open the left. Exhale left. Try to relax your belly here. Inhale left. Close left, open right, exhale right. Inhale right. Close the right, exhale left. Release your hand down, eyes closed, face relaxed normal breathing taking a few breaths to just sit in the residue noticing the effects of the breath Blink your eyes open and you're coming into your last pose before Shavasana. I will teach this as an active fish pose that is a humongous opener for the lungs, heart and throat. 
If you have any neck issues and dropping your head all the way back doesn't make sense for you, then I would recommend that you do a supported fish with a block underneath your shoulder blades and a block underneath your head, getting your heart open. For this active fish pose, you'll start to ease back onto your elbows so that you can bring your hands underneath your bum. Your palms will be down on the ground, the back of your hands snug underneath your bum. Join your legs and point your toes. Push your elbows firmly into the ground so that your chest gets so bright and lifted. Wrap your shoulder blades together for your heart opener. Then begin to tip your head backwards, opening up the throat. The crown of your head is angled towards the ground. Some people lightly touch the crown of their head to the ground. You can do that or you can keep your head floating. Just make sure there's not a lot of weight on your head. The throat is hugely open here. Bring your shoulders up towards your ears. Feel how that gives you more support in your neck. You want to feel your head and neck resting on the upper back. Take a couple more deep breaths and really Try to expand open in the front of the heart, in the front of the lungs. Your elbows are pushing down. Your head is completely dropped back, not holding your head up in any way. Last full breath here, toes pointed. And then push your elbows down even more to get a little lift and wave of your chest and your head. Tuck your chin onto your chest and then start to sneak your shoulders back to the ground. Once your shoulders and head touch the ground, you can relax your shoulders and pull your hands gently out from underneath your hips. Turn your palms up towards the sky, relax your legs, and find final Shavasana. You can completely let go here. The more you soften, the more you'll feel supported by the ground beneath you. And I'll pull you out of this Shavasana in about two and a half minutes.
Stay relaxed as you deepen your breathing. Let each inhale fill you up with fresh energy. Work this fresh energy down to your toes and your fingers. Take tiny movements, slowly re-emerging. And these small movements lead to slightly bigger movements. Beginning to roll wrists or ankles, turn head side to side. Then reach your arms over your head. Bend your knees, turn off to your right side and just stay there for three deep breaths. Push your hands against the ground. Find your way to a comfortable seat. Once in your seat, fold your hands together in front of your heart or take another gesture that feels right for you. Relax your belly. Relax your face. Feel your breath flowing easily. May this practice be of benefit to you and by way of you, of benefit to others. You can close the practice by bowing forwards, releasing your hands to the earth. Thank you for practicing with me today.